Hello and welcome to Matchup Plus Plus, the show where we are going to teach you about your matchups. <laughs> the, uh, the <laughs> God damn, one day I'll get it. Um, you see that? Just... You see this tin? Does exactly what it says on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, hello, I am Jack. I'm once again joined by uh, Team Captain Chris and Tom uh, as my uh, panel of experts. Say hello. Hell yeah. Hi. Hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, and we are going to be today in Match of Plus Plus, we're going over Gene Steeler Colts, Astra Militarum, and World Eaters. Um, so, uh, yeah, some very fun functions in there. So, we're going to, as, you as balanced we balanced it nicely do... across Xenos, Chaos, and Imperium, Jack. Well uh, done. I know. Like some kind well of done. plan I've got going. Yeah, that's cool. I've not noticed that before, but I like that. <laughs> right. Um, so uh we'll get straight into it as as we normally do as uh, so we'll start off with the uh gene stealer cults mm, um, my boys so as as the lowest of men uh tom uh we'll, we'll count you to be our expert here uh so gene stealer cults uh performing best against uh, oh caveat for the gene stealer cults they obviously have a very low play rate um they, they have a one percent play rate so a lot of these yeah. stats are going to be a little bit weird yeah um also as a second caveat um so we're at a position right now in the meta where um, Chaos Space Marines and Eldar have a positive win rate into every single faction in the game, pretty much, apart from like one or two. Mm. Uh, so if I put them on this list, it, it's kind of pointless. Like, just, so just mm. assume every faction that we talk about has Chaos Space Marines and Eldar at the top of their performs worst against list. Um, and then it's just everything else. Um, Makes sense. Uh, so in terms of so we got an overall win rate of forty six percent for Genius to the Colts mm-hmm. with a one percent play rate uh, and uh, no event wins. Boo, boo. And uh, their best performing the armies they perform best into uh, are Necrons at eighty five percent. Oof. We got Orcs at fifty seven percent and Thousand Suns at eighty percent. Oh my goodness, that um, is pretty funny. And they perform worst against Chaos Knights, Space Marines, and World Eaters. Cool. Okay. Um, so I think there's it's interesting. Orcs is an interesting one. Necrons and Thousand Sons I get because they're both kind of armies that want to sit off you and, and play tricks. And, and if you give GSC space to just drop in and start nuking things, they'll they'll do you a lot of damage. Um, Necrons especially, you know, they ask that question, can you kill me? And, and GSC have absurd output in demo charges and neophytes that absolutely will destroy uh, Necron bricks. Um, Orcs is interesting because I I would have figured that much like World Eaters, because they dominate space so much, mm. they can kind of body you off the board before you can get going. But evidently, yeah. GSC have good tools for hurting Orcs. I do remember when I played it. I think Aberrants were quite good into Orcs. They were quite, they found them quite obnoxious to kill. But that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's a funny one because I, I looked at the perform worse against this, and I was like, ah. GSC, they're bad against like you know vehicles, transports, um, high aggression, that sort of thing, and that's just orcs to a T. Yeah, really exactly. Strange. That's um, a, re- a really weird outlier because yeah, it, orcs have all the things you'd expect to make life difficult, but evidently hasn't worked so out. So that one, it may just be the low um, play rate. Um, yeah, for sure. Of, of GSC swinging that one a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, as I said, I think I do think that um, GSC kind of have a pattern of you say high aggression vehicles. Yeah, um, transport. So they don't. So if you, like if you look at that, Chaos Knights gets them. The artillery just absolutely rinses them as well. 
Space Marines, particularly Deathwing Knights, really hurts them because Deathwing Knights are really hard for GST to hurt. And Marines have quite a lot of nice little runaway tricks as well, which makes getting the drop on them difficult. World Eaters, yeah. I mean, if, if World Eaters go first, GST will lose that game. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> they're just going to lose their entire backfield before they even start playing the game, and that's quite rough for them to recover, I think. Okay. Uh, we'll just go straight to the next slide, then. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. So, the most wanted for Genius of the Colts. Why don't you go through these ones for us, Tom? Yeah, so, I mean, the index, I think, as as the win rate and the event wins changes everything else, demonstrates the the index took a hit. It had a certain build and a few ways of different, different ways of playing. A lot of that's been trimmed down now, and I think GSC are pretty much down to sort of the raw output and mission play units in the book. The first of these is Neophytes. You take them in big 20s, you slap a Primus in there, um, and you have seismic cannons and grenade launchers, so a huge volume of about strength 6, damage D3. With various buffs you can get elsewhere in the army, you can get this up to about AP 3 or 4, ignoring cover, which is really nasty, um, and obviously tons of rerolls and exploding 6s and everything else. So Neophyte bricks dropping in do enormous amounts of damage. They also have a lot of OC2, so you can charge onto points, tie things up, you can use them with a forward deploying unit to have a big screen of neophytes up the board. Those kinds of options. Um, acolytes are kind of similar, but they're, they're the real hard target removal unit. So what you want to do with acolytes is drop them in three away and throw a bunch of demo charges. Now the demo charge is like D6 plus three blast, strength 12, AP2, damage 2. Again, you can stack the AP up even higher. Um, and you can just have quite an obscene amount of output coming out of a demo charge squad. You get four it's, of those, right? So it's you 4d6 get four, plus yeah. 12. 4d6 <laughs> plus 12, plus blast on top, hitting on fives, but with exploding sixes, potentially rerolls if you have a Primus, rerolling ones to hit anyway because you're Acolytes, and then rerolling ones to wound because you're Acolytes as well. So this just puts an enormous amount of damage on something. It's not as easy to use now. You can only get one three-inch drop-away squad a turn, and the opponent certainly can play around it and make it difficult. But if this connects into something, it just puts an enormous massive hole in it. Um, people use these in trucks now a little bit as well. You can have them in a Goliath, Goliath truck, so you can use the firing deck, and that helps you to maybe use more than one squad a turn. Um, so they're also a little bit, you know, they're not bad in melee either, so they they give you a bit of objective push and mission play too with the hand flamers. Yeah, awesome. Uh Oh, the Saboteur. Yeah, Saboteur is the last one on the list. Saboteur's fun. So forward deploying loan up, difficult to get into, into action with. If you come within 12 of this on a two up, you're taking D3 plus three mortal wounds. Makes it very risky for small, cheap trading units, throwaway units to interact with. Um, and she can also use a demo charge. She's got one. She's got a little no line of sight demo charge as well. And she can use the grenade strat for free. So basically a, a real mortal wound sprinkling, a nice little board control unit that makes life difficult, especially for expensive low wound count units um, and just helps to break down enemy targets as well. So lots of play in this, very obnoxious, very good for scoring the cards as well. Really good into Elder. Um, really good into Elder, if you roll twos. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tom, you're not so good at that. So, I'm not very good at it. Um, the no. last GSC player I played rolled um, a six, and my Rangers just immediately died. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ah, well, that's sad. So, because they were yeah. about to go score me area denial. Yeah, so, she's uh, super good for just fucking with those early trades and exchanges on the objectives. 
So something that's not on this list, but I would have it. It's not in the GSC most wanted, but I want it in all of my armies. Okay. Uh, and that's the uh, Achilles Ridge Runner. Yeah. Incredible unit. It is. So no good. one ever talks about. Holy yeah. moly. It's the it's the Tetra, isn't it? Really, of the of the GSC army, it helps the yeah. other things to do its job. So the the Achilles Ridge Runner sits in the back. He's got a little mortar, and if he hits you with his mortar, which he will, he's got enough shots. Um, the rest of the army gets ignore cover and plus one AP against you. Incredible! If you've loaded it up right, which is nuts. And that's that's the stacking here, right? So it's stacking perfect ambush. It's stacking the ridge runner. It's already got good AP two shooting. So you're heading up to three or four. When stuff comes in from the drop turn, it ignores cover. Um, extremely good. Uh, extremely good um, and you'll usually find two of these sat at the back screening and just plinking onto things and helping the other stuff to to hit you and, and damage damage you it's really really nasty that's it's basically these units working in in sort of tandem with each other that's how the army kills things now that's where all of the output comes from all right um so let's look at the uh the list we've got here then mm-hmm um, so this is Nicholas X list from the GT four and one. Oh, nice. Um, I'll just go through this one. We got Clamavus with inscrutable cunning. We've got a Primus with prowling adjutant. Uh, two more Primuses just naked. Uh, two reductive saboteurs. Four units of ten hybrids with four hand flamers, four demo charges, an icon. Three units of twenty neophyte hybrids mm-hmm. with uh, four grenade launchers, four seismic cannons, and an icon. A Goliath truck and an Achilles Ridge Runner. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is this is where we're at with GSC. Aberrants hit a point where they're probably too expensive to actually meaningfully use into sort of top comp lists. So you go hard on the output. You've got your big bricks of neophytes. They'll drop in and kill stuff with rerolls. They're a good Overwatch threat with the Primus too because it's just so many shots and you can reroll all your shots. The Acolytes are doing a combination of sort of yo-yoing. You'll start one on the board. You'll put it back underground. You'll then drop it down uh, in, in your next turn. And you'll have another one just coming in sort of traditionally. And you can also be using the Goliath truck to deliver another one as well. And potentially dropping, depending on the how the particular event rules, it potentially dropping from reserves into that Goliath truck as well. So it's this this list is going heavier on acolytes, which means that it's all about the little janky plays with making sure that you deliver each next load of, of demo charges to their target. Whilst the neophytes will kind of all buddy up and just drop around clearing spaces on the board. What it's very good at is dropping in and blowing stuff up. What it is much less good at is surviving anything that attacks it um, and also maintaining a strong board presence on the board. What you'll see there with the Clamaverse is that it's got the forward deploy, so it's usual that you will have one of the Neophyte Bricks or one of the Acolyte Bricks deployed up the board. So you can either use that aggressively or you can use it to screen or you can just use it to stick in a little box somewhere and be a dangerous threat that the opponent has to respect. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 uh, not a lot of variety in the old GSC list these days. You, you, you could say that there is absolutely nothing. It's it was a very weird, quite terrifying index at release, and it had a series of changes and some nerfs. Um, the Atalan Jackals got nerfed to the point of not really doing anything as a unit. Now they don't function. Aberrants are extremely expensive, and the melee suffers from the same things that most melee of that sort suffers from in this edition, which is that it just it just doesn't trade or 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 fight particularly well. Although I do quite like infiltrating Gene Sealers as forward pressure. Um, 
so this is it. It's dropping. It's blasting. It's hoping. It's seeing if it can table you in time to get onto the points. And and that and it, obviously it can score well because it can get to all the right places. But as you will see, even in lists like this now, there actually aren't any scoring pieces left. You know, it's, it's really all in the killing and the damage. You're like, you're, at some point, you're going to switch up to using maybe your acolytes or your neophytes. Um, scoring you can use the saboteurs as scoring but obviously you kind of want them in the middle of the board so they're not going to get the corners for you so it, the game plan for GSC has definitely become a bit more singular i would say okay um so the, these primuses um the primus give real yes. the hit right and yep. they give you a Full redeploy hit. as well mm -hmm. they give you a redeploy i think it's before knowing who gets first turn but hey you can no sell yeah. some stuff with that it's to full rerolls to hit that are amazing because you have when GSC come in from reserves, they have sustained hits one and ignore cover. And you're off, you've got, you know, near fight units that are firing a lot of shots. So being able to reroll all of those 24 shots on the seismics in, in rapid fire range, rerolling all your hits. They do only hit on fires, but that doesn't matter because you reroll all your hits. You get a ton of sustained hits. You've got plus one to wound from a stratagem. Um, and you just absolutely shower damage on in conjunction with the Ridge Runners extra AP that we talked about before. Generally, people put the reroads on the near fights, more shots, more value. And Acolytes are already so dangerous that you don't need a Primus there. Um, but hey, it varies. I think the Primus with Prowling Adjutant is quite fun because he can also give the Brick run away when charged. And I wonder if in this list, the Clamorous and the Primus go together on something that's deployed up the board and it can run away if it needs to. Not sure. So the the neophytes, um, so the, these seismic cannons, they're four shots each with an extra two mm -hmm. from the rapid fire. Yeah. So looking at six shots, so that's what twenty four shots from four. Yep. And on fives re-rolling with sustain. Fives re-rolling with sustain. Yep. Plus one AP for the yep. um, the crossfire from the ridge runner. Yep. Um, plus one AP from cover. the strat. Yeah. Plus well. one AP from the strat as well. So, so plus you're, two you're AP now. And, and you're ignoring cover. cover. Yeah. Right. Okay. Extremely brutal. Yeah. Okay. So there's a there's strength there six is, a hell of is a the killer. There. So into toughness twelve, it doesn't neophytes don't work. That's what you need the acolytes for. But anything else, they will chew through very happily. Awesome. Okay. So um, let's cover the tips and tricks. Um, yeah. This is one of those armies that if you don't know what you're doing, you will face plant and you will lose. But if you do, it is very one dimensional. So you will find that there is a fairly straightforward game plan for dealing with it so that the sneaky tricks are the main things you know we've got they will have a units on the board that they can recycle return to shadows they go back in reserves they come back down in the next turn so that's at the end of your movement they'll come down then in their own um and i believe this is often ruled that you can do it turn one i never played it that way because i'm a nice dude but i believe you can do it turn one so there is a turn one alpha potential here um because of current you know games workshop rules writing and they also have give a unit alone up um, so make it untargetable from 12 away like the Nurgle Stratum, obviously that can catch people out and crucially they have a 3 inch deep strike, this is the one that it's most important to play around very carefully because GSC struggle to get onto points, getting onto points and holding them is their weak spot, so if you are not letting them drop onto points via the 3 inch deep strike, you're making their life a lot harder but that is how you deny them primary and make their life difficult um, they are very good at secondaries. They will get all over the board and they will be able to tick off the cards. So you need to dominate the primary and beat them on the primary. Um, and they are extremely good on their drop turn, but that's where all the output is. So the exploding sixes, the ignore cover, all that good stuff is only in the turn they come in. They don't have fallback shoot and charge. They can't go back into reserves if they're tagged. So the key thing here is once they are down, absorb the blow and then tag them, block them, push them, 
don't kill the units because they still have recycling. It's not as good as it was. So you don't want to fully destroy units if you, unless you have to. But you just want to block and tie up, and, and then they're fairly feeble at that stage. Um, transports obviously really help with delivery into GSC because you want it so that when they do drop, they're just killing your transport, and then you're still alive and good to go. T12 is also really good because typically Acolytes don't like T12 because it even for them it starts getting a bit scary trying to crack it. Um, anything with 2-up save and minus 1-AP is also really good. That's why Land Raiders were so popular. Deathly Knight's popular. Um, land Forts can do this for Votan as well. Those are the main key things. Get on the points. Don't let them on them. Tie them up when they come in. Make life difficult for them. The center of the points, so they can't. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, um, sorry, yeah. I just say, I think playing into GSC, like, I still find like really intimidating, and I've still mm. played them a few times. Like, there's something about you know your opponent, you know they're going to be dropping down a lot of stuff, and potentially three inches. And I think as a player, it, you can potentially get hung up on the the three inch deep strike, mm. um, and be like, oh, I got to try and scream this out, and this. Oh, I can't, I can't screen it all out. No, you can't. No, so you have exactly. to. You have to make your kind of your decisions. You have to try and work out where you definitely can't have them land, and then mitigate kind of like accordingly. And then, you know, it's all about weathering that blow, isn't it? Being being in a position to be able to kind of like counter it. And I know in my experience, having vehicles to go in and tag stuff was like incredibly crucial it's huge. just get be getting into position requires you to really think about your positioning right where are they gonna drop okay am i gonna be able to get into them next turn whilst not being overwatched um potentially if you've got a small unit but have i got something that can just get in and kind of tag and as soon as you do that like yeah the the power of the gsc it's all in that horror of that turn two yeah exactly redrop as soon as you can take the board like hiding in your little corner enabling them to take the board and get all the angles that's really painful but if you're able to like kind of push them back or make them drop into all these areas spread out um then a lot of their impact is kind of neutered definitely all right um yeah, I think that just about covers it for, for GSC then. Uh, yeah. So, In a weird uh, spot. It's a weird spot for the index at the moment. I think it, it needs a bit more list variety, but we'll see whether that's achievable. Okay, fantastic. So um, moving on to our next faction, we're looking at Astra Militarum. Ooh. Uh, so Astra Militarum, they perform best against the Death Guard, Dark <laughs> Angels, and the Adepts of Sororitas. And they perform worst against the Tau Empire, Necrons uh, and Custodes. Um, so uh, it says it's 58% into Death Guard, 61% into Dark Angels, and 64% into Death Sororitas. After Empire, it's 44%. Necrons is 31%, and Custodes is 36%. Mm-hmm. The overall play- win rate is 45%. The play rate is 5%. And they've had two event wins. Um, so, what do you guys make of that one? I've never played into them, so um, it's really hard for me to to judge. I mean, I don't know, like, I feel like maybe their lists, which which are potentially would be brutal, not many seem to take. Like, you know, quite often I go to events and I'd be like that one guard player who's got, or especially in the old days, had all like the indirect and that sort of thing. And they can just auto win a matchup by going first. But I guess guard players are a bit more spread around doing a bit of everything. And I guess the book just isn't quite... Um, able to cut it. Uh, the the Necrons one's interesting. 
Um, I guess they just don't have the ability to kind of chew through. Yeah, I assume it's because it's sort of spread out across activations, right? That Necrons can can just regen back at a certain point in that shooting phase and then they're going to be fucked. They don't have combat, do they? They don't. What's their primary game like? Guard do have, um, they've got Bulgrins, so they've got okay combat, but it's not kills ne- 20 Necron no, warriors yeah, around yeah. combat. Um, and they have the sort of Votan thing, but cheaper, where it's like Chimeras with Catachans in, which is quite good for primary denial, but can struggle for like primary holding in the face of a strong push from the opponent. Death Guard and Dark Angels, I guess, makes sense, because I guess both those builds are often a sort of can-you-kill-me build, and they're a bit slow, and they don't have a ton of assets. Um, and guard will just lift them. Yeah, death guard. I think like to play at close range more when they can sort of leverage the contagion yeah. a little more easy. Um, but they, which um, will come up later. But um, mm. the, I think when you play heavily at range, heavily indirect, um, death guard they just don't appreciate that. And I think the yeah. damage profiles on a lot of the like the manticores, um, yeah, yeah, they're really good against killing terminators and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and death guard tend to be quite low on bodies. Um, yep. So that's something that um, the um, the guard uh, infantry can play into, and they can out OC mm-hmm. you on objectives. Yeah, um, sure. which I think is one of the where they kind of fall down into necrons is that they can't do their normal thing of I'm going to put loads of OC on this objective because they just they're just doing a worse version of what Necrons are doing there. Mm. Um, I think Custodes are. It's probably. I think for that one, um, it's a matter of um, just difficulty dealing with the level of eliteness. If that makes sense. Yeah. When there's just. Um, you just hide, can't they? Yeah, yeah. So um, the the Guardian Direct is is solid. Um, but it's not uh it's not game ending. And if you put minus one damage on stuff, yeah. you're just not gonna kill it with indirect. Um mm. it's just not gonna happen. Um but uh yeah. So that's uh very interesting. Oh the Tau one, which is Tau one's very weird because Tau used yeah. to have a negative win rate into Astromilitarum and then like the Space Room book came out and now all of a sudden they got <laughs> a, a bad win rate into Tau. I don't know what happened there. Um <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I mean, there's a lot more people trying Tau right now, and I guess Tau can um, shoot them and fade and all this stuff, right? And they do have great guns for lifting tanks and lifting bodies. Yeah, if you're running like 20 um, Death Corps of Krieg, something like yeah. that, um, Tau can lift that um, fairly simply, and the, the tanks as well. Yeah. Um, if, if it, when it comes to killing stuff, that is the thing that Tau does well. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, so, you know, they've got... Uh, They've got that going for them. Um, so let's move to the next one here. We've got Most Wanted. Uh, so the first one I've got here on the list is Lord Solar Leontis. Um, he's one of those models that doesn't feel like it has a massive impact, but you'll see him in every list. Mm. Um, he gives a bonus CP. Um, he also gives you a redeploy of three units before the roll um, for first turn. Um, and his, his main thing is that he gives out three orders, um, but he can give them to any unit. So he's not restricted to giving them to a regiment or vehicle or squadron units like um, normal command squads or tank commanders are. Mm. Uh, and he can also order the likes of Bulgrins, um, which is quite important. Yeah, very nice. Um, so he'll normally just sit at the back of the board and throw orders out, and that's all he'll do, <laughs> okay. um, and generate your CP. But he makes a lot of this, so it's definitely worth knowing what he does. Um, 
Speaking of Bulgrin, um, I think they had quite a glow up in 10th edition. Um, and you'll, I think you'll see them in quite a lot of... I think you'll yeah. see at least one unit in most competitive lists. I know when we were playing at the team event, um, the guard list that we played... One of the guard lists we played against in the last round had like three units of six or something. Um, so it's definitely an impactful um, unit. Uh, toughness six, uh, minus one damage, four plus invulnerable, six plus Fiona Pain, which is mm -hmm. the best Fiona Pain. Um, it just mm -hmm. makes them really difficult to deal with. Um, and then with three attacks, strength seven, AP one, damage two. They hit on a three, you can order them to hit on a two. They actually hit quite hard, um, especially when you take it into the context of Astromatarum. <laughs> um, so that's really good. They can move quickly. They can move up to nine inches again if you order them. Um, so they're just a really good all-rounder. Um, yeah, super, super good. Yeah. The actual output isn't that special, but all-rounder. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, it's like, okay, well, you know, if we get a hit by uh, Von Ryan's Leapers, for example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, you know, you'll, you can handle that. Um, yeah, they're going to laugh that off. Yeah. Um, I mean, even to be fair, even stuff like Chosen, like they can handle, they can hold their own against Chosen with the minus one damage and the six plus feel no pain. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. No, that's definitely relevant. And you, it, you just need something that's going to go and hold, hold the line, hold things up, let all your guns get to work for another turn or two, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then lastly, we have the Scout Sentinels. Um, yeah, these are you great. Will, <laughs> you will see these in most lists uh, yeah. because they're incredibly annoying to kill because they're T7, 7 wounds, which is the, like that perfect profile of, um, you know, for damage 2 and damage 3, um, damage D6 stuff and all that. Um, mm. 3 plus armor save, pain, pain to kill. Yeah. Quite quick as well, movement 10. Um, their main, their special rule basically is to pick a unit that unit gets, and then everything in your army basically gets to ignore the indirect penalty uh, and reroll one to hit. Yeah. Which essentially means all your indirect, if it's ordered, is going to be hitting on twos rerolling. Um, it's extremely, extremely violent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Scout Sentinels really solid. And they can they can come back, can't they, via reinforcements if they are? Yes. Sentinels they have. Sentinels have the uh, regiment and squadron keywords, so they can mm. be ordered by tank commanders and regular platoon um, officers. Uh, and it also means you can use the reinforcements strategy on them so they can be brought back. Yeah, so just when you think you've finished the job, you have not. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay, so in terms of the list, um, I've taken John Barsotti's list from the Michigan GT. Very cool. Um, so we've got Gaunt's Ghosts. Um, in yeah, a minute. I see got... these in lists all the time. I don't understand it, but I see them all the time. <laughs> mm, go over the Gaunt's Ghost in a second. Mm. Uh, we've got the Lord Solar. We've got a platoon command squad with Deathmath, Master Vox, and Medipack. The Master Vox lets you. Basically, how that works is you join Lord Solar and the platoon command squad to a infantry unit, a battle line unit, um, because all battle line units can have two characters in in, in guard, and then you get twenty four inch orders with Lord Solar. That's that's the synergy there. Um, we've got two units of Cadian shock troops. Um, we've got three basilisks, a Lehman Rust demolisher, and a tank commander with a demolisher cannon, two manticores, two scout sentinels with las cannons, two chimeras, and an Eversaur assassin. Hmm. Um, so, guard are one of those armies that have like 10 billion data sheets. Yeah. It's really easy to just like lose track of what they all do. Um, so, 
Um, Gorn's Ghosts are a unit of six dudes. Um, they can order themselves. Uh, they can give out orders. Um, just one, but they can give out an order. Uh, mm. They are lone op. Um, they infiltrate. Uh, they have stealth, which is quite nice. Uh, they mm. can, um, at the end of the opponent's turn, they can go back into reserve, and then they can yeah. there you uh, go. come back on the board later. Um, and then they they have like a, a weirdly good shooting output. They've got like an auto cannon in their squad and uh, like a bunch of high number of shot las guns. And they got okay combat with like precision and dev wound um, knife and like it's just a, it's every character's armed differently because it's like a character unit. It's very but it's it's mainly the um, utility of coming coming off the board, coming back on the board, infiltrating. You can you know just to, to screen stuff, combining that with the redeploy from Leontus mm. to um to pull them back into safety. Um, so they're a big utility unit. Um, the basilisk reduce movement. Um, which is a key thing to yeah remember. it's really really useful they have the minus two move advance and um charge uh which can be game ending yep. yeah which is really important um and then we have uh demolishers which are just big guns like strength the strength 14 ap3 i think damage d6 mm. yeah so they're solid that way um mana cores, strength 10 ap2 damage 3 um so it's just a uh, Love output there, but um, you've also got the couple of small infantry units to go out and score. No yeah. Borgrins in this one. They've gone the Cadian shock troops instead. Yeah. Um, in in the Chimeras, which makes sense. But yeah, that's some um, pretty pretty standard list, I think. There sort of thing you'd expect to see. Yeah, you can see the the idea, right? A huge amount of its output doesn't need line of sight to function. Yeah. And then there, it's got enough stuff to play the mission, get on points, draw you out, and also um, do you know it's got a few options for annihilating you at, at if it does get eyes on you, and then it's got Gaunt's Ghost and Eversir Assassin to score points and boop around and do the jobs. Yeah. Uh, okay, so tips and tricks. Um, so, God have a lot of uh, like OC shenanigans. Mm. Um, they have an order to give them plus one OC. Oh, that's a, fun. And they have a stratagem that allows them to change their order in the enemy command phase. Ah, so they can. I see. They can jump on an objective. Oh, we can't quite get it. And then in the opponent's turn, you spend the CP and you mm. buff up your OC and then you, you can steal an objective. Mm. Um, they can also do a similar thing to what Necrons do with the resurrect models on the objective of Deathcore Krieg. Um, yes. They have yeah. medipacks and they resurrect. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a lot of stuff like that. Um, then you also have things like the company, uh, the platoon banner. Uh, gives plus one OC to the unit, um, so you know you can have a, a unit that's like OC four infantry um, quite easily. Mm. Um, and then you know if they're battle shocked, they still have OC one because it's a it's a it's a plus modifier to their OC. Um, so yeah, lots of shenanigans there. Um, the as I say, the indirect fire can be very accurate. They are the indirect army, right? Uh, oh, so. Yeah. Um, they, they have uh, the scout sentinels to make the indirect work. They have a stratagem where if they have another unit that has line of sight to you, they can spend a CP and ignore the indirect penalty um, if that unit has a vox. Uh, so that's quite good as well. Um, 
they have a number of stratagems and um, unit abilities that are really good when you just shooting one unit. Um, so they've got uh, stuff like uh, Fields of Fire, which basically you shoot a unit and then the rest of your army gets plus one AP mm -hmm. to shoot it, um, which is quite strong. But then you also have things like the Lehman Rest Executioner, which also does the same thing. You shoot a unit and yeah. you get plus one AP. And yeah. then you like a ridge runner up. with better guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with eight auto cannons on top. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then uh, as, as I mentioned before, regiment units can be revived with the reinforcement stratagem. So you know, you kill those twenty De Death Corps of Krieg, they're going to come straight back. Kill those armored sentinels, they're going to come straight back. Um, so those those really high value targets, a lot of the time, it can be worth just leaving them. Yeah, because late game that can end up leaving you very vulnerable, right? If they get in behind at the towards the end of the game because you've killed them and given them a way to get in behind you, that can be really bad. Yeah, you just do have to be careful because, as I say, they can just bump up their OC to crazy levels. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Like, oh, we've only got uh, you know five models left in this uh, in this death guard death core unit. Well, that's um, OC twenty. So yeah, you, you ask your opponent how much OC they've got, and they tell you, and in their brain they go, "I'm gonna have more though." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of um, you know, a lot of guard. Obviously, is the is a shooting army it is um, it's sort of um, known as a gunline army, but there is uh, quite a few tricks in there that you mm. can pull. A lot of sneak, a lot of shenanigans you can do. Um, so uh, yeah, it is important to. Just make sure you know what the, particularly like the battle line infantry units do, because that's where a lot of the sneakiness yeah. comes in. Um, the Death Corps Krieg, the um, sticky objectives from the Cadians, Scout from the Catachans, stuff like that. Mm. Um, so that's all stuff um, worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing is, I would say, from difference between 9th to 10th is, I think, got less reliant on the orders. Um, yep. There's just a lot less orders going around, um, so the, the the I think the index has been designed in such a way that you can kind of kind of live without them. Mm -hmm. um, so you know it's not one of those things where if you kill the the officers, the army just falls apart. It doesn't no. quite work like that. Um, no, that mini game's kind of gone, isn't it? And yeah. the orders are still great, and they still you still have to assume they might have a bit more mission play than I thought. They might have a bit more movement than I think. They might have a slightly better shooting than I think because they can get these buffs around. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. the, the whole army does die, right? Like, there's not other than Ogrins, it all it all goes down when it's focused. I think with guard, the issue is not getting into a situation where you've only trimmed a few of their assets early, and then they just out muscle you with with weight of numbers later on because you are going to get shot very consistently if you just stand off four or five turns. That's really hard to weather, um, and they are then going to have stuff coming back as well. So they're not one of those armies you can kind of go 50 50 with and, and leave something back because they will they'll just be sticking around and bringing stuff back and shelling you to death so you need to you do need to defeat this army properly in the early <laughs> stages of the game i think yeah it is quite difficult to like alpha strike them and put mm. them out of the game um from the start particularly if you're if you're going second um if you're going to try and oh, like, going very, second it's very hard yeah if yeah. you're going very aggressive into the into the guard there it can be quite difficult to to break their back um, mm. so uh yeah i think that's I think that's basically everything I can think of covered from the game. That's from the time so far. Nice. Hardly an expert, but um, I mean, you're not a guard main yet, Joe. Not we yet. Love, we love mains in this house. Yeah, I'm just looking <laughs> at that um, 
I was looking at that Christmas box, but it sold yeah. out in about oh, zero no. three nanoseconds, so I couldn't oh. actually get one. But you know, that's, uh, that's just how it goes, right? <laughs> um, okay, so that um, brings us nicely onto the last faction we'll be talking about today, uh, which is the world eaters. Just the world eaters. <sighs> ah. So, they perform best against Dark Angels with a 76% oh, wow. win rate. Tyranids with an 80% win rate. Chaos Knights and Demons, they have the same... I put them together, 65% win rate, because they have the same win rate, the same number of games played. Um, so, it was like a dead draw there. So, okay. 65% win rate for them. Um, they perform worst into Death Guard with a 36% <laughs> win rate. Leagues of Votan with a 33% win rate. Oh, and Thousand Sons with a 33% win rate. Their overall win rate is 42%, um, which is quite low. Um, their play rate is 4%, and their uh, event wins are 1. What do you guys think of that one? So I, um, at Coventry, spoke to a few people, and um, one of the guys, he was talking about his friend who was playing Death Garden and played into World Eaters. And basically, he said it's just like an absolutely horrendous matchup for World Eaters because um, obviously they want to be getting into Contagion range. Yeah, but, that's what they're all um, about. Um, obviously, kind of screw, screws the World Eaters over. And there's something you could do, some trick you could do, like Nurglings. And they kind of they did something. Yeah, like Nurglings have a minus one to hit aura, and that combos with. The minus one weapon, weapon skill, which skills. means you can have yeah, even five. very good fighters hitting on fives. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's just, you know, you've got no output um, there. So, uh, you can see why Death Guard wasn't. The only thing I know about Thousand Sons was that Paul Bridge, Thousand Sons main, said that he um, had played into World Eaters and he was like, yeah, you know, it was, it was World Eaters, so smashed it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I guess with Thousand Sons, they can slow you down, they can screen yeah. things, and then they've got really good dev wind shooting out. But I mean, Magnus just kills eight bound, right? He's ready made to kill eight bound. He's got exactly the right weapons for that. Um, and they're not going to let you engage them. You can, you, there is a lot of feeling of pain, though, in that army. Yeah, there is, for sure. It'll be exalted eight bound, have it. You know, it feels like one that could collapse it. for the T Sons if they got rushed, right? Yeah, because they don't uh, have don't... that much stuff. If you could get the alpha strike or the strike right and you just nail into all the rubrics like yeah. at the right time it is it's warp flamers yeah, yeah. warp flamers are pretty, pretty <laughs> brutal and re removing saves for the berserk squad with the master executions they just all die um they'll just all go and the uh umbralific crystal i think world it is loved to come rushing forwards but it's quite hard to do that whilst also screening out the entire other three quarters of the board so anything that can get around you and in behind you is going to hurt you um, Votan, it makes sense. I mean, I played this twice at the weekend and I played one of those games really badly and I still won both of them. I think it's just that Votan guns, again, love 8-bound, love all of those profiles. They can drop Angron very happily because their last cannons are wounding him on twos. Um, and they have Berserks if you do, for combat trading. So Berserks go in and can go toe-for-toe -to -toe with the more expensive, heavy-hitting World Eaters units and they both kind of kill each other to death, basically, if all goes well. So I can see why that's currently tough for them with Lisa Botan. Also, transports is a pain for World Eaters, right? Because you want to crack. Yeah, you don't have the multi-phase. You don't, you don't want to... You've only got the one phase to crack things open, really. There is also a typo on this sheet. It's a 52% win rate, not a 42% win rate. That's my bad. <laughs> well, it is, yeah, I felt like they were better than 42. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like they're in a decent spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 52% win rate for World Eaters. My bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... Um, 
the, the laser vote out, you just have like such a weight of fire again yeah. i think things like eight bound really don't like that and they like primarchs in general right primarchs are there as like oh, I'm, a yeah. big, I'm a big tough centerpiece can you kill me and vote and go the whole army's plus one to hit and wound against you and that that, that well, tends that, to, <laughs> that, tend, that tends to make it a bit sad for them yeah uh okay um so most wanted by far most wanted uh 100 <laughs> My many miles uh, is the master of executions. First Chris, model, Chris Payton. Why don't you take this one? <laughs> yes. So the um, he's a humble he's a humble man who um, has a berserker glaive, which gives you plus one um, attack and damage. Then if you charge, it also gives you plus D three um, attacks and damage. Um, so all of a sudden, you've got this maniac who can if you roll slightly above average drop an avatar which you know is um is quite a rarity in um mm. these kind of worlds you don't even need to roll above average do you because he because isn't the the plus to his damage after yeah so you gotta have after, to right? decent like damage on the, the weapon that but um so it's yeah. like minimum damage two up to damage four yeah absolute um madman um and also obviously when he's attached to the berserker unit which is where he likes to live um mm. he's going to give him fight first and also um reroll hits and wounds into units containing a character um yeah, so that's quite nice into things like wraith guard and that sort of thing you've got their spirits yeah so wraith guard um, all those sorts of things just yeah so he, he's just everywhere he's uh He's a thing of beauty at the moment. I think many a world eater player. He's just really funny, isn't he? Into Primarchs as well. Just He's not good at killing Votan, though, is he, Tom? Uh, he did bounce off. Uh, I don't really understand how this happened. He epic cha- he epic challenged an Iron Here champion and left it on a wound, and then the Iron Here champion bopped him. I don't understand how that happened. I know he should be. Like the little. Precision strat. Yeah. He already has precision. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, he, 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 probably, he probably didn't use the strat then, did he? But he, okay. whatever it was, whatever it was, he isolated my character and then failed to kill it with his ten million attacks. And it was okay. That's yeah. the long and short of it. I, just, I, just didn't I want know to sell he's the, good. I just didn't want to I sell the execution short because he does have precision as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. going to go around punking characters. Obviously, the thing with what it is, you know, Chris talks about Wraith Guard. What it is are going to come in so hard into Eldar that the, if they go first, there's not really anywhere for the Eldar to run to. And Angron can also give them a plus one to charge Aura. So even if you run all the way back, you're probably still getting caught. And that brings us on to the unit below, which make this even worse, don't they, Chris? Oh. So um, I think, was it Paul was like, played into World Eaters. He was like, if I played World Eaters, I'd just have 18 um and <laughs> so he probably would actually go for the full um 36 then wouldn't he really of course he would that's a full james and exalted yeah, he'd paint them in deathwing colors yeah <laughs> um obviously so these guys are like the heavyweight fighters of the the army um the eight bound are giving you reroll um wounds um so it's like reroll wounds of one and then if the units behind below half um below starting strength or something it's like full rerolls um so yeah they go through and smash face Meanwhile, you've got the Exalted, who smash face two, but mm. their thing is that um, in order to fall back, you have to pass the leadership test. Yeah. And so huge. if you've got kind of managed to tag, you know, let's say three or even like two units. With yeah, you, you need to tag a few. And yeah. a lot of stuff has got, you know, a full back on a, or their leadership is around the six, seven, eight mark. Um, so if you've managed to tag three, then statistically one of them is going to 
most likely fail um, the leadership test. And then you are there stuck with the um, exalted eight bound, which is not really where you want to be. It's not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be for many armies. And you've got the fact that, you know, there's the feel no pain there as well. Mm. Sticks up, which if you've got the blessing of corn, puts it to a five up, feel no pain. Yeah, so very durable. They can be really surprisingly tank as well. And the eight bound have a scout move six, I think. Um, yeah, as well. So, um, you know, that's kind of the whole force because you've got the Invocatus who's given um, scout to other stuff as well. So that's really pushing, putting the pressure in. It can well. really be on your doorstep immediately. Yeah. Um, and they hit like trucks on they top do. of all that, and that extra crap. Lots of AP three damage two in there, and some damage three as well. There's and a the AP tw- twin link punchy hands on one of them as well. It's yeah, the leader. Yeah, very, yeah, very, very good. Yeah, and they've got you know they've. It's not apart from the um, the punchy hand, which is like strength fourteen. <laughs> um, everything else is kind of a bit lower than that. But you've got the strap for plus one to wound against vehicles and characters. Yeah, um, which obviously then gives you a much better chance at just annihilating whatever you're trying to kind of get into because you don't have big guns do you so you've got big axes instead exactly that and speaking of big axes <laughs> we um the third one on the list is angron no uh, angron obviously came out was it last year and was in lots of fun world eaters lists and he was really cool he could come back to life and good news he still can come back to life um obviously when you've got a big primark um he's in, in the grand scheme of things he's not hugely durable no two up save like 16 wounds i think like you know he's he will get dropped by those armies that can just drop big things but um yeah so he can be brought back so your blessings of corn roll um you bring him back if you roll a triple six um which on eight dice doesn't sound that likely but you think you can um there's a enhancement to give you kind of um an additional or a re-roll of one there's a stratagem when you kill a unit to do also do one so you've got like multiple chance to keep trying this on top of that um with berserkers with the icon you get to re-roll one of the dice so i think i can't remember i remember hearing someone say once like, if he dies turn one or two there's like a 70 60 or 70 percent chance of bringing him back by the end mm-hmm. of the game um and obviously the sooner that happens the nastier it can be your opponent um he's obviously quite good at killing things in combat um you know even if oh, he destroys things he's smaller, he's right. his less attacks is um like d6 plus two but he's got 18 attacks on his two damage profile which uh which is like strength eight so that, yeah. that would definitely kill some things oh I'm, yeah i'm a fan of that um, I think the interesting thing I find about him is uh, a lot of like these big guys, they're kind of like a command phase buff that they give out is actually in the uh, charge phase, Yeah, which is either plus one to charge or reroll all hits or an extra attack if you have all, if you're below starting strength, I think. Yeah, um, super good. So obviously rerolling to hits is when you've got all those eight bound with him is kind, yeah. of, uh, is kind of there and it's this absolute pounding in the face um, yeah. kind of turn to one or turn two which you're going to be taking and it's trying to mitigate that which is the trouble yeah and the plus one to charge is also nice if you want to drop him in after he's died the first time and just have a better odds of making a charge yeah, obviously exactly. obviously people like to rapid ingress in but if that's not the option then you can you know you can definitely do that instead plus one to charge just helps you catch anything that's chased you or just try to debuff you but yeah rerolls to hit with that kind of melee unit is just amazing yeah be glad 
One shots land forts every time, in my experience. <laughs> As he should. Mm. As well he should. Yeah. I hear he's known for combat a little bit. Yeah, he's pretty know. pretty renowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Infamous one might say. Uh, mm. Right, okay, so let's take a look at the list. I mean, I'd be remiss not to use this list. Ant even has um, list that he won Cali Cup with and took to the London GT. Um, we've got Angron, we've got Khan, we've got Invocatus, Lord and Juggernaut, Master of Executions with Berserker's Glaive, 10 Berserkers, 5 Berserkers, 10 Jackals, 3 8 bound, 5 Exalted 8 bound, 3 Exalted 8 bound, 2 Rhinos. Yep, Simple. famously 1975 points. Yeah, uh, which drives people mad, and they try and improve the list. But he's so happy with it; he's still not changing it. He's don't just, need to do it. Don't need two thousand points. Why would you? No. Um, I think the really yeah. interesting thing about these stars of this, and I think I've spoken about this before. There's a video I watched was where Jack Harpster, because he also did really well at um, an event, SoCal, I think, with uh, the World Eaters, is that they just immediately cause you as an opponent a major problem, which is how the fight do I deploy against this? Hmm. So your gut instinct is your threat range is at how far? Okay, I'm going to go on my back line. Well, that can quite often immediately just lose you the game. Because if you go first, well, you've got now got to move out. And um, hey, guess what? Where you are, you are exactly where you would have started if and now your opponent gets to go. So hmm. you've basically lost a turn. So you've yeah, you want you want a scout move on a bunch of vehicles and bikes for that, I reckon. Oh, I reckon you're probably right, Tom. Yeah. Um, and if you go, fuck it, I'm going to deploy to go first, and you don't go first, then you just get charged by lots of axe-wielding maniacs, and you probably all die. So yeah. it creates <laughs> kind of that balance of, yeah. um, well, how do I protect my most important assets and how can I trade uh, trade favorably? And for a lot of people, they won't have necessarily have much practice of deploying like that or dealing with like the, the, the problems the World Eater presents. So there's certainly, I yeah. think, one of those armies that can certainly have that bit of that advantage just on the fact that you haven't um, played them before. Completely. You know, you've got multiple waves, you've got the eight bound coming through, causing all the problems, tying stuff up, and then the berserkers in the rhinos coming through afterwards. I mean, those 10 Berserkers um, and Master of Executions or Khan, whoever kind of goes with this, just going to just annihilate things. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you've got Angon also there, just in the face. Invocatus has given everyone the, um, or the two other units, the six-inch scout. Um, the Lord on Juggernaut. Uh, it's quite so, Anthony Vanilla playing this list was on stream like three or four times. And I watched all of them whilst building my my uh, all painting some of my world eaters, and it was quite interesting. There was like a very clear common theme of play, which was the um, the, the eight bound kind of went out first, um, and the berserkers were the follow up. The Invocatus yep. also was always sacrificed early on. Yeah, because you know he's surprisingly resilient with a two up, four up in the field. Yeah, he's and, obnoxious. Um, and people, he's got the grenade keyword too, which is nice. Yeah, so you've got to put more into him than you would want to. Um, and then if your opponent isn't able to clear that wave, um, then actually, then boom, the second wave hits and you're overwhelmed because there yeah. aren't many armies that can fight and kill surprisingly durable stuff across multiple fronts. Um, so the Infocartus doesn't join the Misfit Kev. No, he, he picks them nearby, like doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah. picks two units within six and just gives them scouts. Um, so he doesn't. He could give scout to whomever he wants. I think basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, obviously, like if you're trying to counter it, um, 
it turns out that infiltrators and scouts are quite good. <laughs> um, because if you start nine away, then they can't actually get to go first. They don't actually get to scout forward. And um, I think in general, obviously, the move blocking is going to be a huge thing. Um, I know you did that to much effect, Tom. Yeah, a little screen of Hearthkin in the way to soak things up, I think is really nice. Um, I don't know, do we have a slide for this, Jack? Is there a next slide for... Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, very nice. There we go. So those are the those are the key traps. And as as Chris says, screening is big if you're fighting against them. Transports are very useful. Anything that enables you to teleport or move around them, fly over them, is also very helpful because they are going to block you in with just physical bodies on the ground. Um, being able to drop Angron reliably <laughs> is very very useful as well. Um, they've got fight on death in places with the blood tide stuff. They've got. Minus one damage strat. They've got auto six advance. They've got sticky objectives. Um, and in the game in general, you're trying to sort of weather that first storm, kill off the big eight bound units before they put you in the ground, deal with that kind of second berserker wave, and then at the same time be getting out and hitting them in their soft places. Because they, you know, they, they have to commit a lot to this. I like Anthony's list for having two rhinos worth of good OC stuff held back, mm. which gives you more follow up mission play. Because I think that's the the key to doing it well is having that good mission play after you've put the opponent on the back foot. They'll often fifteen in the first couple of turns, right? Because the opponent's so busy trying to survive that it's very difficult to get out and do anything in terms of primary denial, especially if they've gone first. Yeah, that's the what Vanilla says, isn't it? It's very much a um, they're going to beat you on primary because you're not going to score any. Yeah. They burn, they burn out hard, hard and bright over. Yeah, the they play the secondaries quite well. Harpster has put two units of two um, chaos spawn. Yeah, his um, list because when you basically when you get the blessing for a feel no pain of a six up, if you already have um, a feel no pain, um, then it gets an, like one better. So that means the chaos spawn goes to a four up feel no pain, um, which on you know two models in the unit which heal back to full health if you don't yeah. kill them is quite annoying as we know from cryptothrals. Yeah. So um, no, I think that's quite a nice little tech piece which. Um, you will definitely see about yeah, as well. definitely, and they're just super quick, super quick, super aggressive. Um, Angron's amazing. Angron coming back can just flip a whole flank on its own because so it's one thing dealing with him when your army's together and relatively intact, but then dealing with <laughs> dealing with him again when you've been hit really hard is is another thing entirely. Yeah, yeah. Let's just like I think uh, we, we oh you know they're fast. Just just to give like context, right? So let's have say you have like a <laughs> exalted eight bound unit, right? So they can scout six, right? They move nine. Yeah. They can get. They guaranteed at least to get plus two movement from. Like they can. They can always take a plus two movement from blessings. Yep. Yeah. So they can movement eleven. Right. So that's seventeen inches they're moving. Mm -hmm. Right. They can also auto advance six. Yeah. And get With advance and charge. Yeah. From blessings of corn. So yep. we can add another six on that. So that's twenty three inches they're yep. moving. Um. When they can then charge potentially with a reroll from a um a juggernaut lord. Um. Plus one potentially from Angron, so you know you're looking at a what a so 26, 38 inch threat range. Yeah. Turn one. There's no there's no if about it. They will hit your lines if they want to hit your lines, unless you have scouts or infiltrators in the way, or unless you set up and screen to absorb it when they come in. There's just, it will it is going to happen. Yeah. Um. So you just have to build to stifle that as much as you can. And if you do put infiltrators in the middle, they'll just charge the whole army onto that. And then the whole army's in the middle looking at you ready to go um, next time anyway. So there's, yeah, it's it's tough. You're not going to stop them connecting. It's about controlling what they connect and trying to have a good plan for 
basically killing them very quickly once they have connected. Yeah, so um, one, one more thing is I would like to highlight, as I say, we've been talking about Anthony Pilar's list. He goes through his list on episode 68 of Stat Check. He does. Um, in, in depth, some of the stuff that he was doing, as I say, he was on stream. Highly recommend you check that out if you're looking to play into World Eaters. Definitely learn a few things. One of the tricks that I saw that he was talking about that um, was really interesting was when he, he so he's basically saying he would charge two units into a transport. Yeah. And the first unit would kill the transport. Yeah. And then the units inside the transport gets out. Mm-hmm. That unit, because it hasn't charged or or anything like that this turn, it can't you can't interrupt with it. Yeah. And then the second unit that charged, he was because it has charged, it can make a pile in move. It can then pile into the unit that got out of the transport and then attack. Exactly that. Yeah. Um so that's like a lot of small shenanigans that you can do. There's a lot of combat. fight phase abuse, and because none of us have yeah. really used the fight phase that much, it's very easy to get diddled by them. In terms of spacing out screens, making sure that you've got six inches between your units so he can't just slingshot into them after going through the screens. Um, exactly that with the transport jank, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I'd say this is an army you absolutely want to practice into because I think this will probably be one of the most popular armies after Christmas just because the box is coming. I think it's got a really, sold out, like, really, <laughs> really fun, very straightforward way of playing. Very quick, very punchy. Get to use a big Primark. Um, and it's effective, and I think the meta seems to be shifting towards a little bit more of a combat hit you in the mouth kind of style amongst a certain cluster of armies, um, and they're very, very good at that. So yeah, I think this will be everywhere. Awesome. Um, anything else you want to cover on the world is, or are we good on that one? I think pretty much covered everything. There's Desert Fish says four inches between screen and units. I don't know about uh, that. Because you can move. Is there not piling? Yeah, yeah. I guess you might be right. If you include the piling as well, then yeah, it's further. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I guess it. Yeah, it depends a bit. If they, if it depends if they've got ways around the screen or not as well. But um, yeah, because yeah. I think they often can. Obviously, one thing they can do is trim the screen a bit and then charge around it. So you need to be able to leave space for them there as well. But yeah, it's one to practice and find out what works for you. I suggest. Yeah, because Lord knows none of us now to do the. Uh... Um, the mm-hmm. combat phase, right? So, no, not anymore. Not yet. No, Chris <laughs> is about. Yet. Chris is about to learn. Yeah. All right. Um. So that is uh all of the ones we're covering this week. Um. I don't currently have a plan for any factions for next week, so I have to look and double check what we've covered and what we haven't. <laughs> um. But if you have any suggestions, um, on the well, Death Guard are a big deal, Neil Jack. I think Death it might Guard be are a big deal. Uh, pretty good into world as I hear. Oh, um, yeah. Put that into the comment section below. Uh, let us know what you want to um, hear. As and then while you're there, you can just do all the like and subscribe stuff because oh, please you know, that helps the channel grow and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, um, thank you, Chris. Pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, me. Welcome, <laughs> thank you, Jen. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> and until and until next time, um, I don't know. See ya. <laughs>